1: Marnie, I just want to give you a little heads up uh, so that you don't hate Christian and I because we are not being sensitive towards what is going on in the world right now. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded a few weeks ago. So, you know, curtain drawn back and you know our little tricks now, but um, we recorded these before anything was happening in the world. So just know that we're not being totally insensitive and totally blind to what's going on in the world. We know that it's an extremely pressing and surreal time right now and we want each of you to be safe, but we also want you to be entertained and armed for when all of this is over because dating is still happening. We just saw tons of articles that saying that people are going onto their apps, app usage is surging and people are going on and trying to date even though they can't be close to each other. So this information that we're sharing with you, please try to tweak it a little bit so that you can use it. For modern times. All right, I'll let you listen to the show now.
2: If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you are not a fan of or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal and I'm doing amazing things helping guys Get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with. Like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills. And those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me, Kristen. And I'm at Kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, Kristenandchill.com Charm more than just her socks off.
1: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format go get a copy of the dictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have NLP expert Mark Singh back on the show, and he is going to explain where approach anxiety comes from and how to eliminate it. Yes, eliminate approach anxiety by reprogramming your brain to not even think about having an anxiety attached to it. And he's going to walk us through a five-minute visualization that will instantly boost your confidence. This visualization actually had Christian in tears. So that means you know that it works. So keep listening.
2: Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast. It's your hosts, of course, Kristen Carney. I've said this a billion trillion times because this is show number billion. And of course, I'm here with Marnie Kenris, owner of wingrowmethod.com. And I'm owner of kristenandchill.com now, which is weird. And we have back on the show with us, Mark Singh, who's an NLP coach and host of the Unapologetic Man podcast. He apologized profusely, asking me to plug that, by the way. (laughs) And Mark was on before and had so much awesome information. And Marnie and Mark created a product together. And so you guys are going to take it from here.
1: Yeah, because Mark is going to do something really special today. And he's going to give our listeners a free taste of a visualization. Because I know that so many people don't really understand the benefits of visualizations and what a visualization is. And they may think, oh my God, we have gone like all hippy-dippy on this show, but I guarantee you that is not what happened. So I'm going to let Mark take the reins on this and just sort of walk through what he wants to share with our guests and why there's such a strong benefit to what they're about to listen to. I do
2: have a quick question first for Mark though. Mark, do you say visualization or visualization like Marnie
0: that's a good question I've never thought about that but let me just say it visualization wow Which you do say that?
1: visualization okay okay cool what was the first one that you said say it again because that actually
2: sounded more
1: visualization correct. like a soft visualization
2: eye. visual, visual- no, visualization mm-hmm. but yours almost this the eye sounds more official like it sounds like Broadway, like visualization. Right? I didn't say. It well, right, because it's but,
1: visualize this, yes. Not visualize this. Yeah. Oh, that's a good name for something. Visualize this. No, visualize. <laughs> no. Wait. Sorry. Well, you just had to visualize. Visualize this. this. Visualize this. No, like visualize this. this. Okay. Sorry, analyze this. Right, right, right. Anyway, now that we've ruined everybody's <laughs> brains right and now, and they've their cars. Yeah, and they've closed off the. Uh, <laughs> they've shut down their. <laughs> down, but well, I can't even speak. To, they they stopped listening to us. They will start listening again once Mark speaks because we are two <laughs> women who've taken over the show. So, Mark, the floor is yours.
0: Well, thank you for having me on again. I'm really happy to be here. And indeed, Marnie and I did create a product called Visualization Mastery for Dating Success. Mm-hmm. Although maybe it should be called Visual Eyes Mastery yes, for yeah. Dating Success. We would have tripled our conversions. Where were you, Kristen, when we were doing Very the marketing? For no,
2: just I know. I'm in demand.
0: <laughs> so we'll lean
2: on you next time.
0: The premise behind that is that we are visualizing all the time. If I ask you to imagine a Ferrari, you're not going to imagine it as zeros and ones. You're going to imagine a car, a picture in your head of a Ferrari. Of a bag. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably a red Ferrari. And that's how we think. That's how we project into the future. So with visualization, what we can do is we can visualize what we want to happen. And that's the whole premise of the program is that you visualize the future outcome that you hope to happen. Then what happens is there's a misconnect between your current reality and what you're visualizing. And then neuropathic pathways are written into your brain to get what you're visualizing. So if you're visualizing successfully approaching women, what will happen is you start visualizing that. you start feeling what it's like to have that, then new pathways are written into your brain so that when you actually do it, you act in a way that's congruent with that. Whereas before, especially if you have approach anxiety, what you're visualizing and quite unconsciously, by the way, is failure with women, that you're going to get shut down. There's actually a visualization in your subconscious mind of you being rejected. And that's why you feel approach anxiety. But when you do these processes, these NLP processes, these visualizations, you overcome that so that suddenly you feel motivated and you can do it without all the trepidation and without all the fear in your heart. And that too is the basis of this podcast is to explain to you why you're feeling resistance inside of you. Why is it that when you see a cute girl, you'd suddenly talk yourself out of it? No, don't approach her. For whatever reason, I mean, us guys, we can think of millions of reasons. Her butt's too big. Her butt's too small. She's drinking Starbucks. I hate Starbucks. Her hair is just a shade blonder than I typically like. She probably has a boyfriend. I mean, I've been there. You make every single excuse in the book to avoid approaching women. Why do we do that? We do that because there's something inside of us that wants to keep us safe. So, first and foremost, you need to understand that your approach anxiety, your hesitation, Your lack of motivation is there for a reason. It's to keep you safe. It believes that by preventing you from doing something, you're going to be safe. But there's a negative consequence of that, isn't there? It's you're not meeting women. You're not getting happiness. You're not getting that pair bonding that all guys and women need. So we need to fix that.
2: Well, that's what's so ironic about your brain is that it thinks it's keeping you, quote unquote, safe. But what it's really doing is making you unsafe in the long run.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just yeah.
2: obsessed with short-term safeness. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, that's yeah. How, that's mainly how the brain works, right? That's how it's programmed to work. It's it's programmed to think a few steps ahead to protect you and keep you safe, unless unless you're tapping into other areas of your brain, which is what NLP does. Right. right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, there's a a longer goal that you can focus on. I do have one question, and I I would love for you to comment on what. what Kristen had just said but I do want to ask one question because people have always said you don't want to like drop the perceived outcome I forget what the actual phrase is but basically like don't have a plan for what you want to happen Mm -hmm. so it's like when you have too much pressure on your shoulders when you're about to approach and you have like this idea of what you want to happen how does that differ From a visualization? Because I know that that's in the moment where you're saying, okay, I wanna approach her, I wanna talk to her, I wanna like her to be attracted to me, I wanna go home and sleep with her. How is that different from mapping out through a visualization beforehand, seeing the whole process
0: the whole way through? Right. So when we do those visualizations of future outcomes, we call it goal beyond the goal. So you visualize yourself celebrating the success of the goal. Now, when you actually open a woman, and in this case, we'll use opening women as an example you're not going up to her expecting that the exact interaction is going to unfold exactly as your visualizations have. Like in a movie. Right. What you're doing is you implanted the visualization of generally a good situation unfolding so that when you go up to her, you actually want to go up to her being outcome independent saying, look, I don't care what happens. If I miss this bus, I'll just take the next one. I'm in a practice mentality rather than achieving and focusing so much on the goal, I'm focusing on practice and growing. And when you've done the visualizations, when you've put those in place, then what happens is when you go up, you have that let go mentality. You have the good vibe to where you can approach her, not try to get anything from her, but instead go up and give her value, be a go-giver, as I always say, give Mm -hmm. her good energy and you're not so outcome dependent. So that's a good question, Marnie, because you would think, hey, this needs to unfold exactly like my visualizations do. But that's not the point of visualizations. It's simply to rewire your expectations of how you behave, not necessarily how she's going to react.
2: I totally agree. And I'm so glad Marnie asked that question. When I talk to guys about bantering with women, I tell them in text, like if they're bantering through text, or they can do it in person, but to set a goal. and not to obsess about that goal. So if the goal is get the phone number, it's not jump through everything that's, or like brush through everything that's important just because you're trying so hard to get to that phone number. Just have that, I call it their North Star. So it's like you have it guiding you. So you have like that visualization guiding you, but it's not like hooked to you by a chain. And it's just when you look to it, it's bright and it's there. Mm -hmm. So it's like the same concept.
1: Yeah, I love that. Okay, Mark. Continue. Walk us through a visualization.
0: Okay, so the one that I have, and I was hoping to kind of save it a little more towards the end, so we can we can go through. But the one I have is five x your self esteem in five minutes. And what it does is it walks you through one of these visualizations where you realize your self worth, you realize your value, and frankly, how much people value you in your life because that's oftentimes something that's easy to forget. So I definitely want to do that. But before we go into that, I want to talk a little bit about why it feels for most guys that you have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. There's a part of you that wants to go approach that girl. And then there's another part of you that's like, heck no, talks yourself out of it. This is responsible for hesitation, approach anxiety, unmotivation, all the things that guys come to me with. Almost every single time, guys are dealing with something like this as well as shame. And once again, the reason that is, is because there's something inside of you that wants to keep you safe. Now, why is it there? Well, anthropologically speaking, if in the past we've had 200,000 years of evolution, if in the past you approached the wrong woman and she rejected you, that could mean your safety. It could mean your survival. You could be ostracized from the tribe. The alpha male, it could have been his girlfriend. He could hit you over the head with a rock and you die. So this approach anxiety has a very... me girlfriend. <laughs> Just picturing him hanging over with the rock. Right, right. Yeah. Drags her into the cave, right? So this approach anxiety, first of all, you need to forgive yourself. Say, hey, buddy, it's okay that you have this. It makes sense. The reason you're here is for two reasons. First of all, all your ancestors approached the right women... And second of all, all your ancestors were successful with procreation. So you can be successful too. We just need to get some of the inner workings correct. So with that in hand, first of all, you forgive yourself. But secondly, we have to ask, well, beyond the anthropological reason, could there be reasons why that approach anxiety is there? That hesitation is there. Oftentimes, and this is where NLP really comes in, is your programs are written within the first seven years of your life. So let's say when you were three years old, your mom got into a situation where a guy approached her and you're just a little kid and you see her adverse reaction to that. Ew, get away from me. And you automatically get what's called a meta program, which is a programming in your brain that tells you, hey, it's not good to approach strange women. Or when we're kids, we're taught, don't talk to strangers. Don't inconvenience people. Salespeople are creepy. Right. All these things that are implanted within us become our programming. And just like an outdated 1980s IBM program, that isn't conducive to attracting women today. Because when you want to go up and speak to that woman, you're stifled because there's a program within you that's telling you, dude, don't do it. And we often get these from our parents, our siblings, classmates. We could get it from TV and movies. And these are programs that aren't working for guys. So, what I do as an NLP coach. Is I go in and I remove that and then replace it with beliefs that are conducive to attracting women, such as no girl wakes up in the morning and hopes she doesn't meet a great guy. What if you're the great guy? Are you going to deprive her of that opportunity? Secondly, if you go up to a woman and give her good value, as I said, be a go giver rather than a go taker, who wouldn't want good energy? All of us are looking for energy outside of ourselves. That's why we're constantly on Instagram and trying to get stimulus. If you could be that stimulus and approach her in the right way, then it's a gift to her. So why wouldn't you do that? If you found 50 bucks on the ground, would you be afraid to go give it to a pretty girl? No, you go right up and do it. Well, that's what we do with our energy once you get the inner stuff solved, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it makes complete sense. It's wonderful. And so for guys who do go through NLP, you're basically just giving them new beliefs? Is that what, or like a new way of thinking about things?
0: Yeah. It's new belief systems and what are called meta programs and modalities of thinking. So a natural, right? We base the premise and we base the programs off how a natural thinks. A natural thinks, I'm a great guy. I have a lot to offer. A woman would be lucky to be with me. So when we install that, which is one of many programs that we can install suddenly that approach anxiety goes away. And furthermore, your body language gets better. Your tonality gets better. The way you speak improves so that when you go up and you say, hey, what's your name? It's automatically communicated that you have the belief system and she picks up on that. Because as we spoke about in our previous podcast, women are evolutionarily programmed to pick up on these high value traits. And a guy with high value traits has high survivability. Therefore, she wants to pair bond with him because then her offspring will have high survivability. So it's, it's literally a Darwinian phenomenon that's responsible for this. So with NOP, we go in, we remove it, and then we install new programming. There's also traumas that happen to people, super bad rejections. I remember, Kristen, last time you were talking about Wolfman, how everybody <laughs> calls you the Wolfman with your eye. Mm -hmm. we can go to that particular situation and do certain things where we remove the trauma of it so it no longer has so much control over you. And that's a big part of my coaching as well.
2: Yeah, and just come with a razor too because I have to shave a little bit of that hairy beast off of me. So (laughs) when you first started speaking, what I thought you were going to say NLP was more like was the secret where when you put something out into the universe in a way and you kind of visualize it being part of your existence then it can come true but it's much more immediate and scientific or something mm-hmm. what you're describing
0: yeah and you know i think the secret and that whole law of attraction thing there's lots of opposing arguments for and opposing and i think it does have merit and i do believe that the way you think and the reality that you expect to manifest does come true so i think it works hand in hand with that so Yeah, there's an overlappingness to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doubles the power of it. I was just doing a podcast on my own podcast about if you want to become a millionaire, you hang out with millionaires to get into their belief systems, to get into their energy, to think like they think. Because really, we're always choosing our belief systems. So why not choose a belief system that's conducive to getting success? A millionaire doesn't think $100 an hour is a lot. He thinks $1,000 an hour is totally justified. What's the difference between him and somebody who charges 100 Simply a belief system. And when he adheres to that belief system, it becomes his manifest reality through the law of attraction as well as things like expecting it to happen and metaprogramming and stuff like that. So that's why I love NLP is because you're choosing reality anyway. So you might as well choose the best one for you. The nature of reality is you think of the picture, then you paint it, then you step inside of it. So what why is, not paint, paint a picture? What does
2: meta programming mean? I love that, by the way, what you just said. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You. The word meta, you keep saying, and I don't really understand. Whenever I hear meta, I just think, whoa, it's meta. Like, whoa. <laughs> but I don't know
0: really what it means. It's so meta, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So meta models is like overlaying frameworks that are in your mind. So meta programming is the, the fundamental framework that you have going in your head. You can imagine it like the structure of a building. You have somebody, let's say, who's ineffective with women. Well, his building is very small and dilapidated. And then you have somebody who's very good with it. And his meta models are conducive to attracting women. It's like a skyscraper where you know that foundation is is really in place so that's that's a good analogy too is we restructure the foundational elements of your brain so that you can get attracted to women and once again it's all about what's going on inside your head so many guys are thinking it's my looks or my muscles or my money it has nothing to do with that it's how you hold yourself how you speak and that comes from your belief systems and your meta programs
1: So do you have to know what your old belief systems are? Like you were walking us through that when you were three years old, you saw your mom being approached by a creeper and she reacted a strange way. And you like wrote this programming saying like, do not approach women. Women do not like it. So do you have to be aware of that programming? Or is it just the general thing that it's, you know, I bother women if I approach them?
0: Right. You absolutely do not have to know it. And in fact, most guys come to me thinking it might be A and it turns out to be B. And my job as the NLP coach is to identify that. Although there are certain processes where we don't even need to know the exact incident that happened. We just need to know what the belief system is that resulted from it. So many guys have shame, approach anxiety, shameful about sex and stuff like that. And what we do is we bring them back to the first time that they got that belief system, not even needing to know what happened in that first time. We just have the subconscious mind take us there and then we remove it, like taking a splinter out of the brain, get rid of all the superseding circumstances that created that and then replace it.
1: Okay, so when you say remove it, like that sounds like it's gone forever and now I can't remember it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it takes a little bit more work than that. Like you're mm-hmm. just sort of identifying it and then you're massaging it. That's mm-hmm. that's what working with a coach or doing a visualization program or any type of process like this would do. It's continual focus on a new way of believing,
0: correct? Well, what's interesting is that, and this is why I'm an NLP coach, is I have found that even one session can completely remove and overlying again, meta programs such as shame. But there's oftentimes other things with that, right? We've we've all walked through the rainstorm of life. We've all been hit with the drops of calamity, and inevitably, we all have issues and and circumstances that are preventing us from getting success. So while we can remove the big ones, and guys will find unprecedented success through that. If they want to get really good and really achieve success, yes, yeah, sometimes it does take further sessions. But the cool thing is, is oftentimes when you remove one, others are uprooted with it. It's like trees in the forest. There's roots that spread out, grab onto each other. You take the biggest tree out of the forest and all the other ones come with it. I have guys write me emails you know, a week after we had a session and they're like, wow, I can't believe what just happened. I approached a girl, got a date, and was never able to happen before. And the reason it didn't happen before was again, simply because their tonality and body language which manifest because of that metaprogramming.
1: Yeah, which I love. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with Mark Singh. But if anybody does want to get a copy of the visualization program that we created together, that I really just read and Mark created, (laughs) go to winggirlmethod.com slash visualize (laughs) this. Visualize this. winggirlmethod.com slash visualize this. And we'll be back in a minute. Hey, you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman Podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. All right, we are back with the wonderful Mark Singh. I honestly want you to just, like, take over the rest of this podcast because everything you're saying is just absolutely amazing and I think really important for the guys that are listening. There's tons of people out there who give lots of advice on how to get over approach anxiety. And this is just another another way to do it. But I think it's getting to it at the core and it's allowing people to... Getting over any anxiety or fear or shame in a safe space so that you don't have to push yourself to like go out there and get rejected. I think it lets you do that very basic level practice and training at home first to build up that courage before you go out and you interact with people. So it gives you like a little bit of body armor, which I absolutely love. And body odor. Right, for sure. Or less body odor because you're not sweating as much. True. Right? So for the work that you do, when guys come to you, is it typically the same thing that there is this underlying shame? It's That's an interesting word that you're bringing up is shame because I don't think we've ever really talked that much about shame on this show, but it's a word that's been popping up a lot for me because I'm listening to whatever name is, Bernie Brown, and that's like a huge thing with vulnerability is shame. So can you tell me more about this shame that you hear from your clients?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not always the same. Everybody has their unique circumstances. But what's interesting is in today's society, I think that there is a movement where they make sex shameful, both for women and for men. And furthermore, there has been an attack on masculinity. So, there is I was going to say it's
1: for men, not for women anymore. It's not shameful for women. Now it mm. is like, you, you better be sexual. You better be a lesbian. Yeah, try everything and be free. But for men, that label is put on way more.
0: It is pretty easy to get two girls to kiss at a nightclub lately, I will say. So maybe that is correct. <laughs> so yeah, you know, there is the shame around sex and partially maybe religion might be responsible for that. And then also yeah. there's a little bit of attack on masculinity, which, which I think is normal because for a long while, you know, femininity was repressed. And as things go, it swings the other direction. And in my opinion, it swung very far in the opposite direction. And part of my podcast, the Unapologetic Man podcast, is not apologizing for being a man, not apologizing for approaching that woman, not feeling shameful for feeling sexually attracted to a woman and wanting to go. Do that with her, right It's a human need, and women enjoy sex probably more than men do. I mean, the clitoris is the only organ on the body that's primarily there for and sex, for pleasure for pleasure yeah. right so that's why shame comes into the mix many times, but those other things feelings of being worthless, not being enough for a woman that's huge. Guys often come, you know I just don't feel like I'm enough. I see a cute girl, and I just think. Somebody else is better for her. Why would she want to meet me? I'm not good enough for this girl. That's a big issue too. So while shame is paramount, and I think we probably all have it when it really boils down, there's definitely other issues as well. And the cool thing about NLP is it's not specifically geared towards just shame or towards just approach anxiety. I mean, I work with women too, who have completely different kinds of issues. So once again, that's why I do it is because I've just seen it's so effective. And yeah, it's, it's great.
2: You that's, visualized that's it being successful before it became
0: successful, right? I visualized this podcast going well and I think it's going well so and It far. is.
1: It's working <laughs> beautifully so far. I yeah. should have visualized it a bit more so I had more of a plan of what we were going to do. <laughs> so I, I wanted to touch a little bit more on this shame thing because you brought up something interesting. So a lot of the guys that I work with, I'm sure but a lot of the guys that you work with as well, do have this shame when they are on... First dates. Maybe it's not even shame, whatever you want to label it as. So they they don't put out their sexual intent when they're on a date and instead they act very polite and friendly and kind and they'll walk away from a date saying, yeah, we had a great time because they probably did connect in some way, but there was no sexuality injected into their date and therefore the woman walks away feeling absolutely no chemistry with this guy and she's like, yeah, I'll go like shopping with you, but I don't want to go on Another date with you. So I'd like, I'd love for you to speak to that because I think understanding how to add some spice and sexuality to a date can be a challenge for guys because either they think it means talking about sex or it's, or they may just have the wrong idea about what it is. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how to do that in a date while still being an unapologetic man who is not just like, you know, Showing up porn video the
0: entire time, <laughs> right, 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 so, and I think it's justified that guys have hesitation to physically escalate, get sexual, create sexual tension with a woman because it can blow up in their faces, and I'm sure many guys who have that fear have had it blow up in their face, or the media and movies says, you know don't don't do that, don't offend her because it could it could go really bad, so first of all, we always want to justify, hey, we understand why that feeling's there brother it it totally makes sense. Forgive yourself. That's a big first part of healing is to forgive yourself for that. Secondly, as I always say, when it comes to physical escalations, getting sexual, you want the woman to be the barometer. And what I mean is, is that you need to learn how to read her signs that she's interested in you escalating. Okay. So signs are she's leaning in. She's focused very much on what you're saying. She's playing with her hair, which is primping herself, fixing herself because she's attracted. She has open body language. She's clearly interested in hearing more. So when these signs come in, then yes, you have to execute because if, if you don't execute and you don't be the man, that is lead her to where she wants to be led. That's what I always say. As the man, it's your job to lead her to where she wants to be led. If you don't do that, she's going to lose attraction for you and she's not going to call you back on a second date. So right. first of which, we have to know you, she is the barometer. If you try to pull a girl into the outcome that you hope will manifest, If you physically escalate with her too soon when she's not ready, big turnoff. But then if you don't do it at the right time, it's a big turnoff too. And this is why women can sometimes be so frustrating for men. But to you guys, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, it seems like you're being so obvious. Like I'm clearly trying to have you kiss me. I'm holding my face very close to yours. Or I'm staying in proximity when you move in. And that that there's a great way to test. You move in closer to her, does she back away? If she does back away, then okay, she's not ready. If she doesn't back away, she's probably ready. So again, she's the barometer, both for your sexual escalations, physical escalations, and I'll even say getting into a relationship together, which is a whole different podcast. But when it comes to that stuff, she's the barometer, but you have to lead it. So you read her and you lead her to where she wants to go that's the perfect calibration, especially when it comes to physical escalations and sexuality.
1: I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. Are we ready for this visualization yet?
0: <laughs> I'm feeling pretty ready about it. I want to 5x okay. my, my self-esteem. How about you?
1: I, yeah, me too. I want to I hear 100x mine. Seriously. Easy,
0: <laughs> easy, easy. Well, crazy, you have okay. to buy our
1: program then.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Kristen, so let's,
1: let's, let's do it. Let's bring it on. I want to hear this visualization because I'm like prepped and ready for it. And I think the people who are listening are ready too.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, first of all, before we get started, I want all you guys and you two ladies as well to give yourself a number between one and a hundred on what you feel your current self-esteem is. So just keep it to yourself. Think of a number. What's, what's my self-esteem? And typically the first number you think of will be the one from your subconscious mind. And that's the truth. So always go with your first instinct. And, and, and a hundred the way, is the best? hundred, hundred is the best. best. Okay. So Is it
1: arrogant know, that my head
0: just said 99? That's a good thing, right? Aren't
2: it That's immature that my brain said 69. <laughs> I know. I'm like, who am I?
0: <laughs> so, we are going to raise your self esteem, Marnie, by 1%. Can you believe it? <laughs> what a success. Right okay. Up. Okay. So, I want you to imagine that you're attending a big dinner style award ceremony and a banquet hall. You're sitting at a table that's in the middle of the room. And the closest people in your life are there at the table with you. Your family and closest friends are there and everyone is smiling, laughing, having a good time, and the whole scene just feels good. Now I want you to imagine that your soul, or what I like to call your NLP self, lifts up and floats out of your body. Now suddenly you're watching the whole scene as if you're a spirit or as if you're behind the camera and you're filming it. You look at yourself at the table in the middle of the room, you're laughing, smiling, and you realize you're dressed exceptionally well. Your suit fits you like a glove, or your dress fits you like a glove. Your hair is perfect, you're wearing a cool watch that matches your socks, and you just look good. Imagine that for a moment and get a clear picture in your head of what you look like. What color is your suit or dress? What kind of shoes are you wearing? How about your watch? What does that look like? Now your attention pans around the room and you notice everyone there are people you've known throughout your whole life. They are old friends, people you went to school with, worked with, and everyone else who has been in your life since the time you were born. There are many people in the room. And though you may not believe it, you've truly had an effect on this many people throughout your life. Now something interesting happens you suddenly realize everyone there is there to honor you. This banquet, this celebration, it's to acknowledge and celebrate all your accomplishments and the many great things you've done in your life thus far. Suddenly, you hear a name announced and everyone starts clapping. As you watch the scene from your vantage point, you see yourself get up, walk to the stage, and you're surprised with how confident and put together you look. You notice you're surprisingly at ease, your body language is impressively relaxed, and the whole vibe of the thing just feels good. Now I want you to identify someone in the audience who has strong feelings of love for you. This might be your mom, your dad, a sibling, or maybe a really close friend or mentor. You see them sitting in their seat looking up at you with a big smile on their face. Clearly, they're truly proud of you. And their feelings of love for you at this moment are at an all-time high. Now I want that soul part of you, the part that is watching this whole thing, to float into their body. So you're going to float into your loved one's body. As they're sitting there smiling, looking up at you on the stage, they are feeling an immense amount of love and appreciation for you. Now you can see through their eyes. You can hear what their inner voices are saying about you. And you can feel the love and appreciation they have for you. Take a few moments to really experience what they think and feel about you. It's all positive, it's all appreciation, it's all love. Now, just as you're done giving your speech, I want you to float out of your loved one's body and float into your body as you're on stage. Now you're back in your own body in this scene, you're looking at your own eyes. As you walk off the stage, waving at the crowd, As you bathe in the standing ovation and hoots as you return to your seat, you feel all the good feelings building within you. That feeling is multiplied by other people patting you on the back, smiling at you, shaking your hand, and giving you thumbs up from across the room. The love for you in this moment is abundant and paramount. Be comfortable to take a few moments to feel that feeling and let it grow within you. Now, just as that feeling is reverberating through you, I want you to take that version of you and float him or her out of this little movie clip and into your body right now as you're sitting here listening to this podcast. Let that exhilarated version of yourself float into your body with all the feelings of joy, pride, happiness, and confidence and feel those feelings inside your body. Now, with your NLP imagination, imagine that the feeling is a color. What color is it? Now amplify that color, make it brighter, almost like it has LED lights within it, or it's filled with the light of the sun, that confidence, that self-love, that compassion, that self-respect, that knowledge of all the great things you've done in the world and how much you mean to so many people. Paint your inner body with that color. Let it build and build and build until it's humming like a 10,000 watt light bulb and let it seep into every cell of your body. Follow that feeling for a few moments. Pay attention to it. Live it. Let it saturate your whole body down to every little cell. All right, now bring your attention back to us here.
2: Okay, we're on camera. Can you see I'm crying? Are you you serious? Yes, I don't know if you can see it. Like, why I because your it. number
1: dropped did your number drop <laughs> yeah because it was
2: moving it was like beautiful
0: thank you oh, thank you
2: that's one. That's so good. <laughs> i clearly needed that
0: awesome yeah no, that's
2: awesome no but like legitimate like you can see i mean
1: i know i can see you're I mean, not crying you're not that good of an actress no there,
0: there you yeah, i see it yeah
1: yes i see it Wow, that's crazy!
2: Right
0: now, <laughs> that's bragging for you. You you actually are a great candidate then for visualization because you have a good imagination and we can tap into your feelings, your kinesthetic feelings. So you would be awesome for this. So, so Marnie, send her a free sample of the visualization program <laughs> I know,
1: so that you can pick oh, up please. lots of girls. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be amazing with women very shortly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So now that we're done, give yourself a new score between one and a hundred.
2: 70.
1: Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, we yeah. both we both went up one. one I'm at one point. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'd say I, that brought me up in the moment. When now that I come out of it, like, you know, I feel like I have to snap back to reality or something. But in the moment, I was at like, you know, 98.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: That's amazing. Okay.
1: So actually, then that's a good question for Mark. So then how do people use something like this visualization? Because as Christian just said, in that moment, yeah, she felt absolutely amazing. But then once she steps out of it, I mean, now we're staring at her crying. So maybe that's why (laughs) she's bumping back down to 69. But like, so how do we make it stick?
0: Right. So continuous practice, typically for... It takes about 30 days to continuously practice that. So with our visualization program, you get walked through these kinds of scenes every day for 30 days. And then it takes about 30 days for it to stick. But what's even more effective and, you know, I'm trying not to plug myself too much here being obvious to plug it, but what's more effective is for a coach to work on you specifically and remove the BS that's holding it because it's a lot like a car being parked in a parking spot. You can't park in that parking spot when there's already a car in it. We have to remove the car first and then slip the new car in there. So there's definitely effectiveness when you do the visualization every day. It's a great way to do it. But the fastest, most intense, most effective way to do it is to remove the BS first and then install it and then it sticks more long-term. I
1: love
2: it. Yeah, and I can almost even see like you know tomorrow or two weeks from now or something, pulling back to that moment and feeling that self-esteem or feeling like it's had time to settle or marinate or something like that. But I feel like this is really, really good as someone who is just crying. I feel like this is really good for someone who's... i gonna cry again. Who's oh my so,
1: gosh! Wow,
2: <laughs> I wish Mark like paid me to do this, and I was this good of an actress. But right, me this. too. <laughs> this is amazing. Really
1: oh, Mark, this is
2: perfect. <laughs> I know. Keep, oh, so keep <laughs> crying, keep <laughs> crying. Tears. Let's see the tears. <laughs> this is really good for someone who's hard on themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because even like, just get uh, that relief, right? Yeah, it was like a moment of relief.
0: Yeah. And you are loved, Mm -hmm. you know, like so many people appreciate us. And it's so easy to forget that and it's easy to be hard on ourselves. But we deserve self-love and we deserve high self-esteem because we are great people. And just the fact that you're here listening to this means that you're trying to improve yourself and you deserve that those hoots and hollers and thumbs up from across the room from everybody who's loved you and known you. And I think there's a lot more people behind you than you think there is, including myself, Marnie and Kristen and you know, that's why we're here. This is why we do this. This is why you guys do your podcasts. And it's why I do mine is we want to help people because we know people are great. We just need to help them realize it themselves.
1: I completely agree. It's so funny because when I was doing that visualization, I first went through like my parents getting up on stage and then my husband, and I was like, nah, shove them to the side. And I had, <laughs> I
2: was like, who's really going to speak
1: well about me?
2: <laughs>
0: and so, and so it? Was, Do you mind sharing? Your I, was what?
1: Like, I was picturing like clients of mine. Honestly, I feel like yeah. they would deliver the best speech for, I don't know. I, <laughs> but I, but it's funny because then I did like slowly try to make my brain go back to my family and, and my husband and be like, could they? really say something so great because you live every day with those people and like even so but that's like an interesting that's even where my brain went to because if you are interacting with people every single day where they do get to see the good the bad and the ugly sometimes you can question how wonderful you are because Mm. you are sometimes getting negative feedback from them Mm -hmm. but the truth is is that they're there with you because you're spectacular and you know when you die or something or they have to celebrate you at a big banquet, they'd be able to find the amazing things to say about you. So yeah. I just thought it was interesting that that's where my brain went to. <laughs> and for Kristen, I think that the work you're doing now, compared to comedy, which I know that you're still doing, I think comedy, you put yourself up on this stage to sort of be torn apart. And now you're doing work where you're you're helping people on a daily basis. And I think you're getting some more of that positive feedback.
2: Yeah, And I, I
1: think that that's probably helping with your self-confidence as well. And I think that that's... What these visualizations do work with Mark for NLP. I think you're just you're just building up those better moments and that those more positive reactions to you. So that they're the ones that come at you instead of these negative things that you think. Sorry, go on.
2: Definitely. Well, I was just gonna say that I think the men that I've worked with now are also a mirror of myself, where Mm -hmm. I see them being hard on themselves, but I'm seeing them from the outsider's perspective and seeing that all they have to offer. And so it's, you know, shown a reflection of me going, oh, I'm like them or I, I, parts of me is like, just like that. And they're hard on themselves. And yeah, so that's been really, really helpful to see. Oh, for sure.
1: So that's that's a note to everybody else who's listening as well. If you want to feel better about yourselves, go out and help other people. Feel mm-hmm. better about them. Especially losers. Does,
2: You'll be like, wow. Yeah. Go
1: find so the much biggest loser up. on the street <laughs> and help them and you will feel absolutely amazing. Mark, that was a wonderful visualization. Again, you can work with Mark and I think. What was the link that we had for you? I forget what it is, but I think it's like wingirlmethod.com slash Mark Singh. And then also you can get a copy of the visualization program if you want to like test yourself into this space and see if it's for you. Definitely listen to that visualization because you saw the impact that it had on Kristen. It can definitely do the same thing for you if you continue for 30 days or go to wingirlmethod.com slash visualize this. But Mark, that was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And Kristen, thanks for sharing your tears with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks
2: for ruining my eye makeup, Mark. Yeah. No, that <laughs> was that was like beautiful. <laughs> that
1: was so beautiful. Um, Kristen and I are actually going to be hanging out with each other in the next couple of days. We're going to be in Atlanta with each other, so hopefully we'll we'll be able to see each other <laughs> and cry really be crying. I know exactly. <laughs> I am going to share a room. I'm going to get to see her without makeup. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) bad. Yeah, but we're going to the Menfluential conference. It'll be really exciting. And hopefully we'll collect some podcasts from Menfluential because there's some really amazing men who will be speaking at that conference. But again, Mark, going back to you, that was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for coming on to this show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, sometimes a little bit earlier because I feel very nice and want to post it earlier. And also they are available on YouTube the following day. So go to youtube.com slash Marnie Kinris. If you like to watch a blank screen while listening to this podcast, that's totally up to you if that's what you want to do. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.